Judge Dan J. He doesn't mean no harm. But he doesn't mind telling you he's right. You are wrong. There it is. Hey, what's the talking about it? He's taking your calls. It's the Dan Jacobs show. Theme song. It's the Dan Jacobs show and he'll decide what the law will allow. That's right. We will. Thanks, Terry. It's making your day. The, the only way he knows how. By giving you the, the facts. Cutting through the PS now. You know I can sing, did you, Colin? He's Judge Yeehaw. I can sing a little country. No That's about it. I can't rap. I can't do a ballad. I can go low, though. Right. See, you're mixing that twang and you can sing anything. Thank you, Coach. Uh, which, what? Whoa, that was a hard fade. Hard fade, brother. I, I, it was, it's it's done. Oh, that's it's done. it. That's oh, all. Okay. That's all, all she right. wrote. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was going to say you should, uh, I mean, you shouldn't hear me singing in the kitchen, but I do. Yes. Ain't no yes. doubt about it. Are you single? Oh, yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, Colin's, <laughs> Colin's anchor behind the glass. Joe uh, training with him. Joe, uh, what's Joe's last name? Goodwin. Good, Joe Goodwin? Yeah. All right. Uh, another hundred times, I'll remember that. Um, He's also called Long Hair, by the way. Uh, long Hair? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Joe Long Hair. Better than Joe Blue Hair, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we'll get, we'll, uh, Joe, so we got a new uh, fresh meat behind, although I guess he's been here for like at least half a year. But uh, they're, they're finally trusting him on some live shows. So, uh, Joe, we'll get to know him as well as we uh, progress through the weeks. It is the Dan Jacobs Show Holiday Weekend Edition. Man, this holiday is going to go on forever. I suspect. It's interesting. Um, it was actually kind of a nice week because my wife instituted a new policy. So my wife and I, it was funny because Coach was, you know, it, it's an interesting thought that Coach brought up, right? He says, uh, Coach Wickstrom brought up, people just want to hear what, you know, what they believe parroted back to them. But I hope that, I mean, some people are like that, but I would hope that we're open to new perspectives. And, and for the last year or so, two years now, we've been kind of, I've been kind of on a, you know, a self, you know, you guys have been making fun of me for like a QAnon conspiracy, you know, because I've been doing the, you know, I have the new grounding stuff, uh, earthing stuff in my bed or whatever. That's actually been really, really good. I'll talk, I have an update on that for later in the show, but I've been doing some things, been really trying to, you know, improve um, get better at life and things like that. So I've, I, you know, I've been trying to be open to new perspectives and new ideas and and, and whatnot. Um, so I've been trying to get better. And uh, but it was about today's actually a very special anniversary. Six years ago, today, I opened up the barbecue company. Jake, well, I didn't open it up. I actually got the trailer because you know Facebook Memories has. The, you know, six years ago today, six years ago today, I had the shiny brand spanking new barbecue trailer with all the Jake and Joel's barbecue logo on it. See what the, what the deal was, was I went to uh, law school in Kansas. Well, I lived in Kansas city and I drove to Topeka. So in Kansas, and I really learned how you, when you're going to law school, you're studying all the time. You're not going out, you're not doing anything, but we, we saved and scrimped Every single penny we had to buy a 90, it was on sale, it was $90, a vertical propane smoker, and I learned how to barbecue. And you can you can go out and check the meat, the barbecue, once you know, once every few hours. You can take a study break. 
And so I learned how to barbecue really well. And people out there, I would bring stuff to parties or church events, or we did some stuff, some outreach stuff. And, you know, finally people are like, well, Dan, would you cater this event or cater that event? And so my thought was when I got back here, you know, there's not really great barbecue, particularly on the east side of town. You know, I live on the Aurora, Kansas border, I like to call it. And so I said, well, let's let's open something up. It was going to be a secondary business for me. I had a buddy at the time who was a chef that was looking for work. And so his name was Joel, and it was Jake and Joel's Barbecue Company. And so the, the trailer came in six years ago today. Now, Colin, you work in the food service industry. I do. I was going to say, you started on a very busy weekend, or what could be a busy weekend. Right. Well, so actually what happened was it just came in. We didn't actually start. And then I went, because again, I'm doing all these crazy things, right? And I'll get to this. Something happened this week, which made me laugh, belly laugh. It actually happened yesterday on the Stokelyans Action. Well, I'll laugh. I will. I, I was belly laughing about it. Um, because I do all these things, right? So I actually, we had to delay the opening because then I went to, for the month of July, six years ago, something called the Trial Lawyers College, which you've heard me talk about in my ads. You know, I advertise 303 Law 4040 on the fan. You've heard the ads run. And I talk about what I learned under the great Jerry Spence. He's a little bit older now, so a lot of you guys don't necessarily remember who he is. He's the best lawyer in the, in the, the history of the country, right? He's okay, like a, a 163 and one in trials. He... He beat the FBI during the Ruby Ridge trial. He, he, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, it, you, most people see, like, Stink and uh, Evans are, like, laughing. Like, who's Jerry Spence? But you see a picture of him, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. You know, he was on CNN during OJ's trial and all that stuff. Um, but I went to his, the trial lawyer's college, which is on his ranch in Wyoming. No internet, no TV, nothing. It's just you're just there all day long just doing, you know, learning how to be a better trial lawyer. So I, I did that six years ago as well. I was doing all sorts of stuff. And uh, so we did actually, we got the trailer, but we didn't open it yet. Um, so because I was there for like a month and then I came back and I think we opened the thing in like September, six years ago. But the problem was I was supposed to be kind of, you know, we're going to use my recipes and we actually got a permanent location outside of a Lowe's and Aurora. But my buddy, who was a chef, was supposed to be running it, and I was just supposed to be helping, you know, with you know some capital and the recipes. And then, uh, well, you're you're a chef, yeah, you know, and you've been around a lot of chefs. I ain't no doubt about so it. So if I say, tell me about chefs, Colin, what would you say? Uh, hard nosed, stubborn, uh, kind of a pain. There you go. There we go. Highway or the highway? There you go. Exactly. Exactly. So let's just say it didn't exactly work out. So instead of doing um, me being kind of a hands off type thing, it just didn't work out. You know, it just I ended up spending all my time instead of being a you know a judge lawyer, and I was selling actually selling a lot of houses at that time. Um, I ended up spending all my time plus dealing with employees. And uh, Colin, have you ever been around, you know, around a cash business with employees? What happens with that? Uh, see you later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was, you know, it it was weird because we had the location outside the Lowe's, Colin. Oh, I remember. Yeah, because yeah. everyone would smell it and come and get your food. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but yes. even though we accepted credit cards, you know, because you had the thing with you just do it on your phone, everybody still wanted to pay cash. And so it didn't matter. Like at the time, I was paying like $15 an hour plus tips. And this was six years ago. So $15 an hour was well above minimum wage. You're a great employer. Yeah. It, or, didn't, it didn't matter. People, it's still, 
people still just right in their pocket. It would be like, oh, one for Dan, one sale for Dan, one for me. <laughs> you know, so and then was, they probably wanted to get fed too, right? Oh, yeah. they you know, which I have no problem feeding people, whatever. But uh, so anyway, I, I spent so much time doing so, you know, that, that it just didn't work out. So now that trailer we just used to do the free meals twice a month for, you know, that we do the free meals, you know, free meals and groceries, anybody that needs it. Twice a month over uh, every first and third Thursday at Eastern Hills Community Church at 46 p.m. Come get that. So that's what the trailer does now. Uh, but So that was six years ago today. Pretty exciting that we got that in. It was all shiny and beautiful. It's not nearly as shiny and beautiful now. It's funny how quickly a thing in a kitchen or uh, around food can change from shiny and beautiful yeah. to uh, used. Yes. Very I'll, used. Plus, I got hit by a drunk driver. <laughs> Winning that thing too, so I got a little beat up. Did you have a good lawyer? Yeah, yeah it's funny. I actually end up having to sue them. I was like, what, the, the insurance company. I'm like, you know, I'm a lawyer. You know, this is what I do. They're like, well, and then I got five times. You know, I think actually I got three times what I originally told them I would take, and then I sued them, and I got, I got triple. Anyway, I digress. So, um, it was kind of funny. So yeah, but. I was going to talk about this. So we talk about all these jobs I have and this and that. So I have to, I was listening to, well, something popped up on my Twitter. So I felt like I, I had to defend the family honor. As So I listened to the podcast, Stokely and Zach. You know, because my job, I'm a man of the people, Colin. Just like, you know, you and I, we're, you know, we're, we're similar. You work a ton of jobs. What did you do this morning? I was up at 6 a.m. making omelets. Exactly. I was up doing my other jobs, right? We hustle. We're hustlers, man. Joe, same thing. Joe, you got another job, or are you just living off the riches of the fans? 6 a.m. Starbucks. Yeah, he's a Starbucks. He was up at 6 6 a.m. at Starbucks. 6 a.m. at Starbucks, right? We are men. uh, We are the people. We're not men of the people. We are the people, right? That's what we're doing. dudes. Right. We are grinding it out. We're the ultimate grinders. You know, we're the cogs that make this thing work. We're not like big time, you know, midday talk show hosts or former athletes. And it's funny because I'm literally on Brandon Stokely's Twitter last night. He's got a bear in his backyard, right? But it's not really his backyard. If you look, so go to go check out Brandon Stokely's Twitter. And it's this beautiful, and he's already said, well, because, you know, he's on his downtown rants, and, you know, during one of the rants, he's like, oh, no, I'm in a gated community in Castle Rock. I, you know, I'm, I'm safe. You know, you're not getting in to see me. But um, this setup he's got in his backyard is just beautiful. Of course, he's got the whole outdoor kitchen, and it's all surrounded with stone. And, then, of course, you'd expect he has a fire pit. But it's not like just like a like a fire pit that you or I may have, which I don't have. But, you know, my neighbors have one where you you go to Lowe's or Home Depot and you get one and, you know, it, it, you know, you plop in your backyard. No, his fire pit has got like, you know, seating for 12, you know, and then the fire pits in the middle with all the stones and the propane and all this stuff. Like this thing is gorgeous. And the bear is coming down off. I didn't know there were mountains in Castle Rock, but apparently he's got his own little private mountain up there that the bear is coming down off the mountain. And into like he's going to come into his house or something, and so Stoke has got this beautiful thing. So anyway, I'm listening to the, you know the podcast of the show because something popped up on my Twitter, and they're saying I got money. I'm like, and they say my family's got money, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Here's what I normally do. Like we're going to have James Merrill on in about ten minutes, 
Marillac comes from money, right? Like, we, we, we give him a hard time about it. He won't reveal the source of the money, and that's fine. He's, even though he's a public figure and he doesn't have the same, you know, right to privacy protections necessarily or defamation protections because he's a public figure. He doesn't have to reveal the source of all this vast family wealth. We know he's got places all around. That's cool. But I give him a hard time, and I give these other guys hard times, you know, because they live in the life, the life that guys like you and I would like to have, Colin, Joe. You know, that's what we're working hard for. Maybe one day we'll get a taste of the high life, like the Marilats and the Stokelys and, you know, you know, stuff like that. So you're telling me there's a chance. You know, Zach By sitting courtside during, what was it, game one of the NBA Finals with Peyton Manning and Sean Payton. Maybe one day, if we work hard enough, we say our prayers, take our vitamins, you know, whatever else Hulk Hogan says, we'll get a little taste of the American dream, right? Like these guys. And I'm listening to the show yesterday, and they're saying, like, I come from money, right? I went skiing twice in my life when I was a kid, right? We didn't have money. And I ended up having to come down the hill on an ambulance. You want to know why? Like the little snowmobile ambulance? <laughs> what happened? Because we were so poor, I was only allowed to have one pair of shoes per year. Well, my feet grew three sizes in between the time I was allowed to get shoes. So when they said, what size boot do you wear? I said, well, I wear a size five. It turns out I had stretched my shoes into a size eight, but so my feet had went completely numb in the boot, and I couldn't feel my feet, so I just kept falling down. That's how poor we were. So, so like, like Zach was like, Dan Jacobs, is, you know, has, he's got family money. My family has no money, right? Like, like there's, the, the, there's no family money. There's Maryland family money, and there's, uh, you know, there's Will Peterson, apparently, family money. There's Kent Denver family money. Um, oh, I know about Kent Denver family money. Uh, see? See, exactly. Rivals in high school. Oh, where'd you go? Denver Christian. Oh, see, you probably well, got I was, I was a scholarship kid. Yeah, see, I'm not buying that because that's the same thing that, that Will Peterson says. <laughs> well, my dad was a teacher, so it doesn't... My, my Ivy League-educated parents don't have any money is what Will Peterson will have you believe. Yeah, I'm the opposite end of that. <laughs> yeah. But so, my mom did work her butt off to make sure that I could go there and get a good education. No doubt about that. Yeah, 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 it's <laughs> awesome. So... So anyway, I just thought it was, they were trying to turn the tables on me a little bit, saying that I had money and all this stuff. And I'm like, you got to be getting out of town. You know what I did? Because, like, we really ain't got any money right now. We did, um, you know, talking about this this thing, um, you know, taking some risks and this and that and, you know, self-discovery. You know, I started over completely. I don't know if people, I don't think I've ever told the story. I started over from scratch quit what I had, something that was very lucrative last year. I there's some other things involved that, you know, I don't want to put out publicly because of, you know, legal things. But not only did I quit, I, I literally gave up all my income about nine months ago. Like, just completely jumped off the, you know, the, the ledge and just said, I'm, I'm starting over. I don't care what it costs. I'm starting over. I made my well. My wife decided to join me in this. She quit her job after nineteen and a half years. Like we're starting over completely. Like we have no money. So we, I just thought it was funny. So, yeah, they were being fun. It was all. It was all in good. Uh, it was all in jest, so to speak. And, and Zach was actually being very, very kind and gracious in his comments. But they were they were giving me a hard time about me having you know you know their their lifestyles. And I was like, ah, I don't think so. 
Not, not not in the least bit. I was like, this is funny. It's uh, about a week after I think Stoke was talking about never having to use an ATM or, Why or having he... a cre- uh, maybe credit card or debit card or something. What was the context? <laughs> uh, he just always had cash on him, and now now he uses Venmo. But he's like, they they were talking about never having to write checks for anything. Zach and him. Oh, the other week. I don't know if you remember that. Well, it's, I was uh, like, I always just got cash on me. Well, because here's 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 what Stokely is talking about. Like, Michael Jordan has never been to a bank, right? Because if Michael Jordan gets near a bank, there is a real threat, security threat, of him getting robbed, right? And it's probably, looking at the house, of Brandon Stokely's house last night, I mean, it's probably something very similar. You're not going to see him or Peyton Manning rocking near the ATM or whatever because people see him near an ATM, they're like, that's a payday, right? So, Touche, yeah. So Stokely probably has people... That, you know, he has uh, people that get his money for him, and they're like, here you go, Mr. Stokely. Here you go, boss. Here's your envelope for the week, and he's just rolling. You know, he's got, you know, somebody that delivers his cigars, somebody that probably delivers well, his, his fine bottle of scotch for, for you know, golf, you know, after golf, whatever, his his handmade cigars, whatever it is he's got, and he's got his envelope for money for the week. I, I would assume that's how it works for Mr. Stokely, right? Like, like he ain't going to the bank. He ain't going to the grocery store. Like, that's just not in his, his wheelhouse. He, le- he leaves that for all the regular, everyday people like us to do, right? Right, exactly. Like, James Merrill has people to take care of things for him. Like, he's not, you know, he's not, like, going to the ATM, right? Uh, the, the printing money, man. You ain't got to go get money when you printing money. You know, that type of thing. So. Ah, there you go. Somebody was asking, is uh, the barbecue anything as good as Austin? Some good barbecue in Austin, man. You watch those shows, and they're cutting up that brisket out there. Woo! I, I like my brisket, man. I like my brisket. All right, we got to take a quick timeout, because uh, coming up next, the aforementioned James Merrillat joins us. How are you, sir? I am great, Dan. How are you? I assume you heard us uh, giving you a hard time. Uh, well, it depends on which time. What were you giving me a hard time about? Oh, well, so I was listening to Stokely and Zach yesterday. And they're trying, I don't even know how this, where this is coming from, because it's, it's absurd on its face. Because, you know, I like to give you a hard time. There's some mysterious family fortune. Um, we know Stokely has money, obviously. I mean, you know, he played for 15 years in the NFL. Um, you know, Zach By sitting courtside during game one in the finals in five or $10,000 seats. He's hanging out with Peyton Manning and Sean Payton, for, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Um, you know, you all, the various guys you know, on the station, you guys, hey, you've earned it. Um, or, poor boy, hey, uh, whatever. I give you guys a hard time about the money. You know, you... you we all strive to be what you guys have. But all of a sudden, I'm getting roped into this nonsense about Dan's, Dan's family got money. Dan's got money. Like, what? So I thought it was funny. It was Well, a- you've got the palatial place up in the mountains now. Well, I mean, that's, that's a, you know. I mean, that's a yeah. long story, but yes. Second home. That's always nice. <laughs> it's nice to have, but it's not like, you know, it's a long story, but yes. Uh, then- sure, there's always a long story for yours, but everybody else is just, you know. Rolling in it, it's a little bit of a double standard. You guys, I, I, I don't think so. But uh, anyway, I thought it was. I just thought it was funny. But it was. <laughs> it, but it, re- it leads to an inter- interesting question because Colin was talking about Stokely has. He's he just never has to go to an ATM, 
right? And I, I said, well, it's probably like, you know, Michael Jordan or, or Peyton Manning. They legitimately, for security reasons, they don't go to the ATM because they get robbed because people see, certain people see people like that at an ATM, you know, you, you're, you're going to get hit up. So they've, you know, Michael Jordan just doesn't go to the bank. It would be stupid for him to go to the bank. Um, or do you go to the bank or do you have, uh, does that just like, does your staff do that for you or are you in that group? <laughs> No, man, I go to the bank. I was like one of the last people to get direct deposit. I used to like getting the paycheck and going to the bank and doing the whole thing. Like, I was old school. I liked going to the bank. Now, I haven't been to an ATM in forever. I don't even know that I have an ATM card that works. And I very rarely have any cash on me. Like, my money clip at the moment, I don't have a single dollar in it. And I'm about to head out of town. And much to the horror of my father, who thinks this is ridiculous, I won't have a dollar in my pocket when I get on an airplane and leave town. I just won't. You don't need it anymore. Everything's credit card. Right. Well, it's nice to have, especially you're on trips, you're tipping and things like that. Um, it's something to lose. That's all. It's something to lose. You, where are you going, by the way? I just, uh, that's a good question. It's, where are uh, you going? It's Lake Havasu time. Lake Havasu. And what, uh, where are you going to stay in Lake Havasu, James? I'm just curious about this. Uh, my uh, my family has a place down oh, there. Oh, your family has a place there. How, how interesting. So we'll go down and uh, hang out, do a little boating, do a little jet skiing. It'll be uh, it'll be fun. It's it'll, you know, it'll be 115 degrees, but other than that, it'll be nice. Well, it's you know, it's cool on the jet skis, right? Uh, it can be. You know, you just jump into the water and you cool off. It, it, it's it's great. But you, we used to go at a more reasonable time of year. But you know, kids got sports and all the rest of it. July is about the only time you can get away anymore. Now, how do you tip the staff? <laughs> Venmo, Venmo. Oh, they take Venmo now. Yeah, they all have their own Venmo. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, yeah, but it's, it's Except nice. Except the butler, he's a little bit snooty and old school. He he demands cash. Well, I'm sure uh, your your pops, your pops probably takes care of that. Right. Um, Jeeves. Yes, Jeeves. Um, and you do go to Vegas. You go, to, but when you go to Vegas, don't you have cash on you? You go. Yeah, to, you go to Vegas at least once. That's the only time I'll have cash. Yeah, because yeah. you you go at least once a year. We always hit you up once. And you're a trooper because every time this is how the conversation goes. Like I'm like, hey, are you good for Saturday? And you're like, well, I'm going to be in Vegas, so I don't know how it goes. And I'm like completely understanding. And I'm like, I know how Vegas goes, so maybe we shouldn't do this. And you're always a trooper, and you're always like on the air and sober in the morning and time for the show. It's like, it's, yeah. it's a phenomenon. Yeah, it, it, it keeps me under control. You know, it, it delays things a little bit for the start of the day. I go to Vegas. I, I will be in Vegas on the way home from Havasu, but not staying this time. But it's uh, it's easy to plan. It's Broncos bye week, and it's wild card weekend every single year. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. We may, this year, though, could be tricky because wild card weekend, uh, that could be Broncos playing. They haven't played on that weekend in forever because when Peyton Manning was here, it was always they got a buy. They haven't been to the playoffs since. The last time they played on Wild Card Weekend was the Tebow year. All right, so you think – oh, that's right, because you got your pinned tweet. I was giving – Didn't taste very good. What, what I was giving everybody – it was funny. I was – what was I saying last weekend about your your pinned tweet? Uh, with everybody going to nail it? Well, yeah, but everybody else is now jumping on – on that, and just all of a sudden, out of whole cloth, with no evidence, when everybody was smashing and destroying really quick, like I was one of the last few because I wanted to look at the evidence. I wanted to say because I wa I just didn't want to smash on Russell Wilson just for the sake of smashing on him. I wanted to see, you know, is it the offensive line? Is it the rest of the roster? Is it what is it? And then eventually, really late in the season. I said, you know, I think we've seen a really steep decline because he's not making plays he used to make, right? I, I really just wanted to be fair to Russell Wilson. Do I think he can play better this year with better coaching? 
I think you can. I think it's going to be difficult because the roster is not really significantly upgraded. But it's funny. We are seeing the same thing we've seen year after year after year with our media analysts, which is now they're jumping on what James Merrill jumped on at the end of last year. You're at least leading the band. I said that's what I was saying. I said James Merrillat is leading the bandwagon for a change, and everybody's jumping on, even though we don't have any real reason other than there's a new coach to believe that this team is going to go from five wins now to James saying maybe wild card weekend. Um, it's an interesting phenomenon that the roster is not significantly upgraded. You could say maybe it's worse, um, but – there's this hope springs eternal phenomenon. Is it, is that fair to say, James? Well, no, this isn't just based on hope. And look, my pinned tweet was December 28th of 2022. So yes, it I was. I was like definitely leading the bandwagon here. And Correct. there there are plenty of reasons to believe that it's going to happen. So you mentioned Sean Payton, clearly an upgrade. Nathaniel Hackett was in over his head. Didn't have any control of what was going on. The fact that we saw a significant improvement in this team with Jerry Rosberg coaching them in the last two weeks, uh, I think shows shows that. They, they won't shoot themselves in the foot. They won't beat themselves. Russell Wilson got sacked the most in the league, 55 times, I believe was the number, and he missed a couple of games. He's not going to get hit that much. He's not going to get beat up like that. Mike McGlinchey is an upgrade. Ben Powers is probably an upgrade. To be honest with you, I, it's not like I was studying guards and knew anything about Ben Powers versus Dalton Reisner uh, prior to free agency, but he looks to be an upgrade, so their offensive line will be better. Garrett Bowles is back. Tim Patrick is back. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's a significant change. When 60% of your offensive line will be improved, when well, you're... Well, you think you hope it'll be improved. Well, I mean, you really think Mike McGlinchey is going to be worse than the revolving door they had at right tackle last year? Calvin Anderson, every and Ian Fleming, and every year they. By the way, he struggled in pass protection. That's the knock on him. That's why the the Niners, a major reason they were allowing him to walk when they he, they drafted him. They wanted him to be their core right tackle for the next ten or fifteen years. He struggled in pass protection. They didn't think he was worth the investment. So every how many years in a row have they signed a free agent to be the quote answer at right tackle? A lot. You're right, Juwan James and Menelik Watson and it's, it's Donald it Stevenson a, a, and, and a different guy every year and uh, Billy what's his name last year Billy right Turner yeah I mean every Which, year you, know, you can you can look back though and like that one should have been an eye roll a one year deal it's Nathaniel Hackett's buddy like I don't think anybody really thought Billy Turner uh, was going to be the answer but you certainly heard it from from plenty of people that would were you know repeating that narrative I don't know that deep down anyone believed it but look they're going to be better. And then at the end of last year, I mean, I heard Colin Cowherd talk about how, oh, you know, Russell Wilson just can't make the plays that he used to anymore. Did you watch the final game of the season last year when he rolled to his left and hit Jerry Judy in stride 55 yards down the field? There's like eight quarterbacks in the league that can make that throw. So, you know, it's not as though we didn't see any glimpses last year. Now, we need to see more than glimpses for what he's being paid and what they gave up for him. I get it. But if you can do it in the last game of the year after getting beat up all year, uh, and when you're too heavy, that's another reason to be optimistic. He's got himself back into Seattle shape and said, hey, I want to be a pocket passer shape. That was a mistake. He identified it. He rectified it. There's no harm in going down a path thinking it's the right one. The only harm is staying on the path. So I, I think Russell Wilson is going to have a great year. And you know what, Dan? I'm not going to be like some of these Nuggets fans who <laughs> you know are all territorial with their bandwagon. When you want to hop on, 
you let me know, and you will be welcome on the bandwagon. You know, yeah, we'll get to that in just a second because I was you, – you've, you've clammed up on us on Twitter. Like, it was one of my favorite Saturday – you know, it used to be I would get up every morning and want to watch cartoons. And I actually, I saw – you know, this is funny. I saw a funny, you know, meme this week where it was like, you know, getting up at 6.30 every day to go to school or 7 to go to school was just – you know, it was just excruciating. You couldn't do it. But by golly, every morning at 6 a.m., I was up no problem for uh, the Saturday morning cartoons. Right? You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. But I used to love every morning, Saturday morning, to get up at, you know, I get up to prepare for this show, and I would just go through the old James Merillat Twitter feed for the week, and it was just funny and entertaining. And it's a little harder now. You know, you've clammed up on me a little bit, but I found a nugget of information that we're going to talk about. Okay. And about, you know, give me three or four minutes here. But um, going back to this conversation, it's interesting because we say it's not based on hope. But then I go to denversports.com, and I see the same narrative I've seen every year for at least, what, three years, that the wide receiver crew is in for a rebound. And it's pretty much the exact same crew. It's Tim Patrick coming off an injury. It's Jerry Judy that... Every single year we hear about what? About Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton, who's clearly in decline. There's no argument about that since his injury. And But for what what reason do we have to believe it's going to be a rebound? Oh, well, Sean Payton's going to cure everything, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I do think there's a little bit of a uh, a belief and a hope that he is going to correct absolutely everything. And, and I don't think you can fix everything in one year. I think there are reasons to have your doubts about the receiving core. Jerry Judy has not lived up to the potential. Now, he has great potential, but, you know, potential tends to get you fired at some point, so that has to turn into results. Cortland Sutton, you're right, has not been the same guy, and you and I have talked about it. We've given him a ton of credit for going out there and playing when he's not 100%, but he just isn't the same player. Does he get closer to it this year? We shall see. Cecil raves about what he looks like at minicamp, but I want to see it in a game, and I want to see it against uh, an opponent. And Tim Patrick's coming off the same knee injury that Cortland Sutton had. So to think he's just going to be 100% ready to go, I think, is a little bit naive. I hope he is, but none of us know for sure. Uh, You know, Marvin Mims, hey, we've seen this act before, a second-round pick that's a speedster. Can he stay healthy? K.J. Hamler falls into that category. So I'm with you on the receivers. I I think there are plenty of questions, but I will say this. It's going to be better than when Russell Wilson was trying to move the football last year with – Brandon Johnson and Kendall Hinton and you know, that, that Swain guy that they brought in from, from Seattle. Like at, at times last year, you'd look around and say, who on earth would he give the ball to here? It's, it, Latavius Murray was in the backfield. It was a hodgepodge of tight ends. Like, but uh, t- toward the end of the year, they got into this, the, to December, and it was, it was thin at a lot of different places. Okay, but here's the, here's the thing about that. Because it was the exact same thing. It was, it's the same logic that you're talking about now is the exact same conversation we were having in the beginning of last year. Oh, they're going to be healthy this year. So they're not going to be injured at all coming no, up in the next be, season? It's, oh. it's a matter of who's going to oh. get injured. And there are places that they they certainly can't afford to have injuries. Um, you know, did, did anybody think Tim Patrick was, was going to miss the entire year? I mean, that's a fluke. That's a bad break. You know, they, they I think edge rusher, they need to stay healthy, and that's a big gamble too with, with Randy Gregory. And, you know, at receiver, they need to stay healthy. So uh, offensive line, their starting five, I think, is good, but they're very thin behind them. So, again, you can't fix everything in one offseason. Correct. Their starting lineup on both sides of the ball looks good. 
but you and I both know that they're not all going to play 17 games. How many uh, how many holes they have to fill is going to be one of the things that determines. Hey, are they playing on Wild Card Weekend or do they get that by? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not. I you, did, you just missed that. That I actually talked that they might get the buy on the on wild card. Oh, weekend. okay, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the the, the buy. Well, are you talking about the buy like the buy for the whole season or the buy like they won the division? They're they're vying for that one seed, Dan. Oh, yeah, that's no. Yeah, uh, Derek Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, see, but bringing up Derek Wolf, for example, like some of what he was saying was you know we're running the promo, for example. If I'm uh, you know the stock analogy. I'm not being negative on the Broncos. Yeah, I think if you wanted to buy stock in the Broncos, that's a smart thing. But yeah. I'm not saying that also means they're going to win 12 games. They're a good long-term investment because I believe in what Sean Payton is going to do over the long term. But that also doesn't mean I have to put blinders on and say, well, they're going to go from five wins to 12 or 13 wins because the roster is not a – oh, and one, I just don't think they did anything dramatic enough – to improve this roster over the five-win team that it was last year and to say, well, Sean Payton's an eight-win improvement coach, I think that's a little naive. Well, they lost nine games last year, ten if you want to count the the Raider game, which was a two-point game with seven minutes to play, uh, by one score or less, right? So less Every game in the NFL, for the most part, is one score. Well, I mean, and you have the Vikings who went 11-0 and in those games, right? So it's like, okay, if you're looking for a team that's going to backtrack, go with Minnesota. And if you're looking for a team that's going to improve, Denver's got ten games that they had last year where a decision could have made the difference. And this year, they well, hold on, but hold on, a decision could have made the difference, and the other team, the presumption is the other team doesn't make a, an adjustment, another decision in turn to win the game. Uh, yeah, I understand. You're always yeah, making it's, the it's assumption a, it's a, we get to make the decision to win the game, and the other team just lays down and says, "Oh, good decision. I guess it's over. We quit." Well, if in, against Indianapolis, if they don't throw the ball twice inside the 20 yard line and just settle for field goals or just don't do anything and don't turn the ball over, there's nothing the Colts could have done about it. So that was that was a decision. That was a bad decision. Um, you know, people talk about the 64 yard field goal. There's no guarantee if they go for it there that they get it. So. Um, it's it's maybe not a decision. It's a play or two here. It's Melvin Gordon's fumble in Vegas against the Raiders when they're driving to go up two scores, and instead it goes the other way, and it's a 13-point turnaround because the, the Raiders missed the extra point, but it turned into a touchdown for the defense. I mean, it's one or two plays in every single game. I think most of that comes down to coaching. Why on earth was Melvin Gordon in the game? I don't know. Why was he on the roster? Who knows? Uh, I, I don't expect Sean Payton to put up with that kind of nonsense. I think he'll make better in-game decisions than Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett had to bring in Jerry Rosberg at the start of the year last year because they couldn't figure out how to do things on game day. That's how bad it was. So I, I just think you're underplaying how negative of the, 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 the negative impact that he and that staff had. Oh, no, but I just say eight wins is a lot. Eight it's, wins it's is a seven, lot. But I get you. I'm going from five and 12 to 12 and five. Okay. And if you go through the schedule, it's, you know, I'm not being uh, pie in the sky. They're going to get blown out in Buffalo. They're going to split with the Chiefs. They're going to split with the Chargers. I'm not, you know, they're probably going to lose in Detroit to the Lions. But there aren't a lot of games on that schedule uh, other than those where you go, ooh, that's going to be tough. I mean, they play the, the Bears, who had the one the number one pick in the draft last year until they traded it away. They play the Texans, who had the number two pick in the draft. I mean, they have uh, they have some games that should be uh, should be layups. They're going to lose down in Miami. They got Washington here. That's a win. Like it, it's a 
it's a schedule that sets up nicely for uh, for Sean Payton in year one. All right, so last thing for you, I I, I love the Twitter because uh, you're like, oh, I just love everybody keeping receipts. What about so on your your timeline, James Merrillat at James Merrillat? Where's the old takes exposed on this one? And then you have it's a tweet from you know Nuggets coach Malone 15 days ago. You know we all know what he said about you know Brucey B going anywhere. Brucey B is he going anywhere? Yeah. Well, you know, he had a few pops in him. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's just showing that sometimes we, sometimes we're wrong. It happens. But you know, they had it all queued up and ready to go as soon as uh, as soon as the Nuggets wanted. About me saying they wouldn't win with Michael Malone, that's fine. I've never been happier to to be wrong. Um, but I just find it funny that you know that one that one sure was a, a swing and a miss. Oh, it was just bravado. It was just hyperbole. That's all. Yeah. I mean. Uh, now he's now he's ticking off LeBron James. I mean, at some point, you keep putting your foot in your mouth. Uh, you know, that, that's not a good thing. Was there anything new on LeBron James? Well, just that he's, you know, apparently motivated by all of the antics of Michael Malone, and he's using it for fuel this offseason. Oh, did he say something again? Yeah, it was a report on Lakers Daily or something like that. Well, maybe he's got a little Michael Jordan in him, right? He is, uh, Without a doubt. That's exactly what's going on. Manufacturing something to motivate yourself. Well, that is so weird, James, because I thought, man, he was seriously considering retiring. <laughs> well, and that was one of the things that made him mad as Malone took a, a shot at him. And look, I, I get why Malone was mad about that. He, You know, LeBron came out and stole some of the Nuggets' thunder uh, after they won that series. I don't believe it was intentional, but I think subconsciously he knows how to get all the attention. Um, and so I, I get why, you know, Malone was, it was intentional, bit, but you know, careful, don't poke the bear. That's all I'm saying. Don't poke the bear. Look, the champs aren't worried about the Lakers coming back for the throne, baby. You right? know who the best team is in the West other than the Nuggets? It's Kings. the Kings. That's what you said on Twitter. Why do you, yeah. why do you think so? Why are you so scared of the Kings now? Well, it's just, I'm not scared of them, but they have a really <laughs> good young roster. It's very Nuggets-esque of, um, who, how they, how they built it. And, you know, the, the there's some, uh, some talent there. They just signed the EuroLeague MVP uh, who will be coming over. That, that sounds, you know, very Nuggets-esque. So um, they're not going out and just, you know, trying to buy a bunch of high-priced uh, free agents and put them together and hope they get themselves a good team. Uh, they're, they're doing it the right way. I think the Kings are legit. All right. Well, James Merrill, what are you doing for the fourth? You're going to Lake Havasu, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, via, via Phoenix. So I'll be in Phoenix for the fourth and then heading to Havasu. What are you going to do in Phoenix? Uh, hopefully sit in the pool. Yes, and uh, hopefully have a couple a uh, couple pops. There you go. You're How about gonna... you? What you got going on? Going up to that uh, palace and steamboat? Well, we are at <laughs> palace. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I'm actually at that. that well, actually, I'm going to talk about that next. My wife instituted a policy at 303 Law 4040, uh, a relaxation policy. I have to take at least one day off a week now because I was. You know, since football season's over, I haven't taken a day off until this week. Yeah. Um, but my, this is crazy. It's actually up north by you. My sister lives in Longmont, and she, her neighborhood, they go insane. It's like mortar fire for, like, five straight hours. That You know, they go up to Wyoming, uh, and the whole neighborhood, they go up to Wyoming, and they buy, I don't know, they must, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating I would bet they spend fifteen to twenty thousand dollars on industrial grade fireworks. Wow. Okay. And it's All a whole right. big potluck. Like the whole street does it. It's like a it's a block party. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but it, it is a little bit much. But we enjoy spending the time with the family. We'll do that, and then yes, we'll go to Steamboat um, for a good five days because I need it. I need the time off. I I love Independence Day. It's my favorite holiday. There's no pressure of. 
um, you know, getting gifts and all the rest of that stuff. You tend to spend it with people that, you know, you want to, not that you're obligated to. Um, I love what you're celebrating. The weather's always good. So it's my favorite holiday. I hope you enjoy it and hope everybody out there enjoys it. Yep, you as well. Happy uh, Independence Day holiday. Nice. I like this. It's a nice, nice one because it's we can basically start today and you go all the way through. You know, the, yeah, it's a midweek weekend. holiday. You know what I mean? Can't beat it. Four-day weekend. Enjoy it, Dan. But, all right. Thanks, James Merrillat from DenverSports.com. Your chance to react to him. By the way, James, somebody says they love James on the RamosLaw.com text line. Everybody else, you can react as well. appreciate James Merrillat. Talk to him again on Monday, too. I'm on for the four straight days. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to take I'm gonna take a little time off. So, yeah, I, was, I actually was going to talk about that in the first segment. So my wife, we were talking about, yeah, we kind of started over. I started the new firm, 303 Law 4040, Jacob's Law. You hear, probably hear the spots running right now on the fan and some other stations. Um, but we've been working really, really hard. Now, my wife, you know, she took the leap with me. She quit her job after... T- 20 years at a, at a company just going into work every day. And so she runs the office. That's what we say in the ads. If you call 303 Law 4040, you're either going to speak with me directly as your attorney or if I'm on the air or I'm in court, you'll speak to my lovely wife, Kimberly. Like she, she makes this thing run. And, um, but she gets the weekends off. But I have, I don't get the weekends off because I'm here. You know, this is, you may not sound like it. And listen, I'm not complaining. Like, this is, I do this show because I love doing the show, but it's work. Like, I usually get here an hour or two early and I'm, you know, booking guests and going through show topics. And, you know, it's, it's a good four, five, six hour part of my day. And then sometimes we do have to meet with clients after that or I, I have to do some work for the law firm. Like, this building a law firm over from scratch is, it's a lot of work. And during the football season, they don't usually have me on on Sundays. So I would have one day off, but I, I've literally only taken one day off since April. And my wife is like, honey, you are going to get burnt out. Like, you have to take a day off. I'm like, well, I will take a day off eventually. Um, and sometimes we were doing client appointments after the show, right? And because um, people sometimes have to meet on the weekends. And I don't want to turn people away. Like, if, if you've been injured, you've been hurt, and you got to work during the week, sometimes we were meeting with people on the weekends because we want to help people. People-pleasing, I guess. So finally, she said this week, she says, you're taking Mondays off. I'm like, I can't take Mondays off. She says, you're taking this Monday off. And I took, I did a little bit of work. You know, there's, there's, there's just never a day when you're self-employed. Self-employed people know this. You're, you're always going to work. But I took, for the most part, I took a lot of time off on Monday. Went and saw a movie, which was terrible. You know, I went and saw... Asteroid City. Because I bought Movie Pass. Like, I have the movie. Movie Pass is back. Did anybody ever have the old Movie Pass where you're supposed to watch movies as much as you want? Or you could go, yeah, all the time. Anytime. Yeah, go all the time for one fee. It was 20 bucks. And then the Probably thing just. It's not 20 imp- anymore, is it? Yeah, it is. It's oh, still, is it? It's still 20. Oh. Um, it's back. I don't know how it's back, but it's back. I just don't get to use it as much as I want because, you know, I'm doing the law firm. See, but- I was, I was going to say, I feel like a bad producer. I did not ask if you were grounded today. To start the day. Hey! Are you grounded? I'm grounded. I love it. Yeah, I'm grounded. We actually got, which I'll talk about, we got got a new system now, um, which is fantastic. Um, So anyway, I went and saw Asteroid City, which was, it's one of those, I almost walked out. 
because it's one of those movies. It's it, it's like a, it wanted to be Quentin Tarantino, and has all these great actors and actresses in it. Is it even appropriate to say actress anymore? Has that been canceled? Is that sexist? I, I have no. Clue. I don't know if I'm allowed to say actress anymore. Uh, all I can think of is a, a skit from Saturday Night Live, but uh, I'm not going to mention. Oh, okay, won't mention. <laughs> yeah, but it has all these great actors and actresses in it. And every scene is just, it, 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 there's no payoff ever. And I'm like, there's got to be a payoff. So I stayed. There was never a payoff at all. It was terrible. But I stayed. I went to that, and I, I took my daughter swimming. Uh, it was a very nice day. And and then my wife today was like, you know, we signed up five new clients this week. After you took a day off. Guess what? Maybe you should take more days off. So anyway, well, we're. See you later. We're going to work, so I'm going to, you know, I'm working four straight days here. And, uh, of course, you know, whatever work we have to do with the law firm. But after the show on, when's, when's the 4th of July? Tuesday? Tuesday. When, Tuesday. We'll go to the, uh, the the industrial grade fireworks up at my sister's house up in Longmont. We'll have a bunch of great food. We'll spend some time with family. And then, yeah, we're going to go up to Steamboat for... If Zach Bai gets to go live it up in Steamboat for a week, maybe I could take a couple days. You think that's okay? Is that all right? We're streaking! Come on! Come on! We're right! Come on! We're streaking! That's yeah, funny. I actually sent Zach Bai a video. There was one weekend where it got a little out of We had a golfing weekend, and I actually did get a little out of control. And there was some moose involved. I went up to these moose. <laughs> that reminds me of Strange Brew. Yeah. And Evans is like... Dan, Dan. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Uh, but no, with family, we're going to go up there and we're going to have a good time for three or four days up in Steamboat. And I'll hopefully come back nice and refreshed. I'm really excited. I'm in a good mood. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have uh, more of a great show. Um, and uh, we're going to react to James coming up next. Also, somebody has a nice recipe for how to smoke your salmon over the holiday. We'll get to that coming up. And uh, some other people some uh, actually have some nice things to say about James as well. So if you want to react, 303-713-1043 is the RamosLaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. Get after it next on The Dan Jacobs Show.